to another episode of Interdisciplinary. This is season seven. We are past the halfway point of season seven and tumbling down the hill towards the Great Lake of Fire, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Lake of something. But we are we are here in the back half of season seven, episode six. Um, so grateful that you are here with us and listening. Um, this week it is me, Rebecca Sturgeon, and Corey Rivera, our community cruise director and education coordinator and per asker of all the smart questions. And we are actually here today um, in response to uh, to you, the listeners. We got this excellent question from uh, Caitlin, who is a listener and a super secret squirrel. Um, and we're going to kind of riff on that today. But beforehand, um, we are going to be talking about education today, and um, you know we like to start with a pun because puns are educational, right, Corey? Sure. <laughs> but I realized today that there's a gap in my education. I only know 25 letters of the alphabet. I don't know why. Mm. <laughs> I wish that there was a sound for the face that you just heard. <laughs> That was the sound. <laughs> this is my polite and ouch face. <laughs> I appreciate the polite. The ouch is definitely well deserved for that one. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when you send me on a search for topical puns um, or any puns, let's be honest. So, so as I said today, we, um, we put out the call and the call is always out there, by the way, y'all for um, your questions, concerns, your guests that you want us to feature, um, guests that we can get. George Clooney is not coming on the podcast, y'all. Um, <laughs> Give it a couple of years. Well, a I mean, of years. he is also from Kentucky, so maybe I could work that, uh -huh. we'll see. Um, but anyway, we did get this amazing question from Caitlin Grubb, and thank you, Caitlin, and I'm gonna, with because we got uh, Caitlin's permission, I'm gonna read her question in its entirety. So Caitlin writes, my question, listening to the team talk about the state of massage education, especially in the US, sometimes makes me feel overwhelmed. I often want to ask, okay, well, what are the steps I need to take to be properly educated? And she continues, I felt that I had a thorough and scientifically sound education at my massage therapy school, However, upon graduating, I was immediately bombarded with the amount of information that I just did not know. With such a wealth of continuing education and courses out there, and knowing that I am now on a modest massage therapist income, I wish there was a step-by-step -step guide out there with the title, okay, so you graduated from massage school, now what? A guide from entry-level therapist to healthcare provider. So that, um, definitely got us thinking and, and got the Heal Well community thinking. So we might talk about their input as well today. Um, but that's sort of the start of our, our talk today, talking about um, education, continuing education, and I'm sure other things that will come up in the process. Um, so Corey, what are your thoughts, your initial thoughts? Um, I'd like to start off saying that <laughs> If anybody is waiting for that list 
that Caitlin asked for is probably not going to happen on this podcast. <laughs> and I do apologize, but we're certainly known for asking more questions than we give answers. And I doubt today is going to be any different. So just strap in and hang on and we'll get to the end together. So I went down a bit of a rabbit hole this morning thinking about this question and what sort of like the different aspects of it are. And what I came back to several times is the idea that there's different sorts of education for different purposes, and it really depends on what your purpose is. And I think a lot of the time, massage education is based on massage hustle, as opposed to massage knowledge. And those are two very, very, very catastrophically different things to be learning. And it's two very different intentions. And I'm not saying that massage hustle is a bad thing to learn because you have to make money somehow. Um, and I totally understand, believe me, but education, it, it's not, it's not a straight line. So, so <laughs> bear with me. Um, so hustle education is things like business classes and marketing classes and you know, what do you do with your social media and how do you do it, which is a topic that pretty much everyone in Heal All absolutely despises and avoids whenever possible for <laughs> ourselves, but it's unfortunately necessary. Yes. Um, <laughs> it's, um, it's the really expensive classes tend to, I think, fall into the massage hustle category. So um, if you see a full page ad somewhere for a class and they offer 47 classes and those are all going to lead to a certificate of some kind, like be really, really wary because that's probably more massage hustle than it is massage education. Um, they're probably selling you the idea that if you take their class, you're going to make more money. And I'm sorry, but ain't nobody can guarantee that. Right. Like, they just can't. Um, so be really careful whenever you see you know, I make a hundred thousand dollars a year as a massage therapist because I took blah, 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 blah. Also be wary depending on how many things they're trying to sell you. So if there's like 82 books and 14 tools and all of these things attached, then that's a serious investment of your time and money. Um, and it's probably not going to pan out just yeah. on principle. So yeah. that's massage hustle. Education is what healthcare providers need. Um, and that's a sticky place because massage school is not going to prepare you for that either as Caitlin described. Um, massage school is a year, <laughs> it's 500 you're lucky. a thousand <laughs> hours, yeah, yeah, sometimes less. Um, there is no possible way on God's green and fiery earth that <laughs> you're going to be able to match a healthcare professional who went to school for four years knowledge-wise. It's not going to happen. Um, so if you think that your continuing education, as far as massage CE credits goes, is going to help you meet that standard, it is not. We just don't have the base for it. We don't have a way to teach all those things. There's a lot of things that are just not in place sort of systemically for that to happen. Um, so let's talk about education for healthcare professionals. And like, Rebecca, what do you think of when you think of education for healthcare professionals? I'll let oh, you talk now. Yeah, um, I, I think of, a, a um, honestly, I think of a Gordian knot of snakes. Um, 
Oh, because, you're wrong. Yeah, well, because you need to define all those words, education, healthcare, and professional. Yeah. Right. Um, so this is, um, this is what happens when you ask you well, a question. <laughs> it's like, if you give a mouse a cookie, right. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> or a Gordian knot, yeah. Or a Gordian knot <laughs> of snakes. Um, yeah, it, it, I think that that is, it's on one hand, a thing that is defined based on what window you're looking out of. Um, on the other hand, there are things that I think we can pretty, if not universally, pretty widely agree on um, in that education for health care professionals um, has a big chunk of it is evidence-based um, and that it sort of presumes or includes um, the ability to understand what evidence is um, and that it also um, more and more uh, I think includes or needs to include uh, some element of what what I think of as as um, inner work education, um, which is one of the things that I think um, Keowell is pretty good at um, the 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 sort of elements of understanding your own being as a human and a professional so that you can not reenact your shit. Uh, fine, I'll put a content warning on the episode. It's fine. Um, but you cannot reenact your stuff on um, your the people you're caring for, right? Um, and I think it also needs an element of rigor that is not necessarily able to be found in a three-day workshop, right? Yes. And so much of massage therapy continuing education is kind of like, um, you know, come to Tulsa for a weekend and learn this thing. And um, yeah, but <laughs> did you actually learn the thing? Or um, did you learn the thing in a way that you understand how to use the thing? Right. Or did I'm, your I'm, brain melt on day two? Yes. Yeah. And Is you it like a, through day three. Yeah. Like there's fire hose. I think of, I think of our oncology massage class, right? Um, which pre pandemic, we had a three day workshop, which is kind of standard for an oncology massage class. And we had a six day workshop and having taught the six day workshop, um, I don't understand how the three day workshop happened. Uh, because there was so much information uh, that I think was so valuable just in terms of understanding your place um, in the bigger picture of someone's cancer care. Um, so, yeah, it's, I think education for healthcare professionals, you also need to understand like your, your place as a professional. Right, because the massage therapist is not going to do the same things as the nurse or the physician or the respiratory therapist, and we shouldn't try um, because that's not our role. And 
so that also i think it's i'm like thinking of all these things like i'm following the gordian knot of snakes and it's taking me all over the place because the other thing is just an understanding of healthcare. like what does that even mean um and i i get it i can hear the chorus of voicing voices saying it's broken it's a broken thing why do we need mm -hmm. to understand a broken thing yes it is broken absolutely how are you gonna how are you gonna get in there and shake it up if you don't even know what you're shaking like for real for real think about the, all the writing classes that i've taken and taught and and i'm sorry but you can't you cannot i feel you cannot go in there and start experimenting with language until you understand how language works so um yeah i i, I yeah it's a lot well, it's a lot <laughs> so so here, here are my thoughts about massage education. As far as straight out of massage school, there's a couple of like groups that you can sort of think about when you approach this. So there's a particular population type group, um, pregnancy, peds, oncology, um, all of those groups that you maybe had mentioned for 15 minutes, or if you're lucky, a weekend, things that massage school like maybe touched on or brushed against. And, you know, if you think about that topic and you can name five facts, you need a class, <laughs> especially if you want to work with those people. So also think about who you want to work with. Um, and then there's sort of like science-based things like fascia and research and pain and pathology. And then there's sort of more cognitive things, which is our set of Hila has a set of classes that um, internally we discuss as long as we're having a content warning. Um, it's our don't be an asshole classes, yeah, which are things like implicit bias and um, anti-racism and all of those things. So those are the, the difficult internal stuff that Rebecca was talking about. Yeah. And if you concentrate on those three things and then maybe um, maybe you're struggling with um, pain after you work and you have like a body mechanic thing you'd like to sort of poke at again, cause it's been a while. Um, that's something to sort of add in there. Um, and I sort of thought about it and I don't think any of us make a plan for education unless we're in a place that forces us to make a plan, right? an institution. So you might think about um, burnouts about four to five years. So plan four to five years into the future of what it is that you want to learn and where you want to go with that information. Um, it doesn't have to be specific classes. You don't have to go out and look for anybody and like write down that I'm going to take this class from these people, but you should have topics that you're looking to sort of delve into. Um, this plan doesn't have to stay concrete. You can totally change. New stuff comes up all the time. In fact, that was one of the points I thought of too, is that it's not all about classes. There's a right. lot of ways to learn. And I know you need your CEs. I know. And honestly, <laughs> at this point, the best way to get your CEs might be to truck through those free classes at AMTA or ABMP right. and get your credits and cover your butt for your license for your state. And then forget all of that and go, go learn what you want to learn. Right. Go learn, go learn the actual stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. there's things that the state thinks that you need to know. There's things that, I mean, even AMTA and ABMP might think you need to know. Um, so like, just get, just get them out of the way. Just, just do them. And then you don't have to worry about it anymore. <laughs> That's, you know, that, that I, I agree with that. And that also makes me sad. Um, yeah, yeah. As a massage therapist and as a CE provider, right. Um, yeah. It, it's, it's a hard position 
right now. Like the chair that I'm sitting in is hard, both literally and figuratively. <laughs> um, because it's, I mean, I think you're right. There is so much that is of value and, and it would enrich your life, like not just your profession, but your life to learn that is not quote unquote sanctioned by the people who your CEs need to be sanctioned by. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, I'll just, you know, say that as a neutral statement. That just is a fact of life, right? Um, yeah, but it's, it's it, this, this like takes me down a couple of different roads, like the, the road of like collegiality and finding your community. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, that there's a huge missed opportunity in massage CE world um, to create the kind of community that, well, that we're trying to create, right? But also that there's more spaces um, that could create that through education and through like rigorous, useful, (laughs) um, interesting. Thoughtful. Thoughtful, yeah, education. Um, Because it's hard to, it's hard to build community while you're working, even if you're working with other people, you know, you're like got your head down in your room. You're still probably alone a lot of the time. Yeah, exactly. And like, who wants to have conversations about fascia in the 15 minutes you have between clients? Like, right? not many right? of us and most of us are probably eating. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I do, but, <laughs> oh, yeah, but it's hard with the carrots in your mouth, you know, <laughs> but if you have an orange, then, you know, <laughs> <laughs> there's the details and answers you wanted people <laughs> this is Luckily it we could provide them for you <laughs> food as science uh, <laughs> here's what we're all about well but the other the other thing that's sad about creating community is that the 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 way that ces like quote-unquote official ces are sanctioned doesn't really allow for much opportunity of learning together in a room with people who do different jobs than what you do mm-hmm um, like I keep thinking back to, there was one CE class that I took, um, years ago, uh, that had to do with lymphatic work, um, where I was the only massage therapist in a room full of PTs and OTs and nurses. Um, and there was the initial thing that happened sometimes among massage therapists where I was like, oh crap, am I in the right room? Do I even belong in this room? And then I had to take a minute of being like, no, I'm, I am here, so I belong here. So, um, but that was just such a great experience to first of all kind of start to get over that that little um, imposter syndrome mindset that seems to be dropped into so many of us and uh, our massage therapist inception. Um, but also to just see how other people approach the human body, you know, and see how other people think about the way the body works. Um, and, and how you, um, what are the questions to, to ask so that you can, um, work with this human in a way. Um, and we miss that unless we go out and seek that for ourselves independently, which requires time and money and commitment. And the payoff is not as tangible 
as it can be for something that, you know, if you take a, a sanctioned CE course, then you have the CEs and that goes towards your license and you can, that's more tangible than I have this knowledge and I am a richer individual because of it, um, richer emotionally, I mean. So I, I had a thought this morning as I was writing my page of notes, um, which was that education is not just about skills, it's also about perspective. Mm, say more about that. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to pull out the, uh, my education and my certificates right now. So, um, yes. So there's this whole concept about cognition and how we develop cognitively as children and into adults, right? Mm. So this is Piaget's concept. And there's a experiment that he thought up, um, which was, it's called the three mountain problem. And you have a kid in front of a model of a, like, like a literal mountain range and then like a doll or a person sitting maybe perpendicular to them or maybe across from them. And then you ask the kid what the other person can see. And then you show the kid two pictures and one picture is what the kid can see. And one picture is what the person or doll or whoever could see. And you can tell where a kid is developmentally um, by which picture they choose. So if you're in the early stages, you can only see your own viewpoint. And if you are in a later developmental stage, you can also see somebody else's and recognize that. Mm. And I think education in general is you learning to see other sides of this mountain range all of the time. And yeah. every time you learn something new, that view should shift a little bit. Um, so <laughs> so I'm you're y'all gonna hate me for this, and I apologize. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but one of the things that it makes me just incredibly sad is that massage therapists do not get cell biology, not in any real way, and they do not get general chemistry. Mm. So if you really, 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 really are serious about being a healthcare professional, I suggest taking one of those classes, probably at a community college. And um, and there's there's a bunch of things that are like problematic about that, right? One is that you won't get CEs and that's ridiculous. Right. Because you should. Like, right. There's no reason why you should not get continuing education credits for taking 15 weeks of cell biology, but right. you won't. So there's that. Um, partially the cost, although community college credits are astoundingly cheaper. Um, so it might actually be comparable to um, classes to like continuing education classes, especially the expensive ones. Mm -hmm. um, but what it will give you is this micro viewpoint that massage therapists don't get. We're really good with the macro. We're really good with bodies. We're really good with humans. We're really good with, um, this is a hand and this is an arm and this was in the hand and arm. But when you can understand at least partially or have an idea of the scope of what happens at a micro level, you will absolutely 100% stop making theories about things that happen and thinking you're right. <laughs> you will make theories about things that happen and be like, that could be, it's a possibility. Let me think about that a little bit more. But unless you have an idea of the teeny, teeny, tiny things that happen and the teeny, teeny, tiny changes that happen in humans and with biology, it's really, really hard to understand um, healthcare at all. And like mm. why metabolism is so incredibly complicated and why nutrition science kind of sucks and why like all of these things that look simple on the surface are just so not simple anymore. Mm -hmm. But until 
you know, you take a detailed look at like what's on the surface of a cell and like how do things get in and out of cells, even just like transport of cells is wild. Like it's wild. And it makes such a difference in how you think about processes in general. Um, and that's my rant and I apologize. <laughs> I never apologize for a good rant. We love a good rant. Um, so I have so many questions. I, I am, I'm curious about this because there's, there's really a part of me who's, that's like, well, but do, I, this is a different question than what you were saying. And I, that's I all right. get it, but it, do we really need to know the me mechanism if we can show that it works? It's not, in my opinion, it is not about the mechanisms themselves. It's about your viewpoint. So I don't need you to remember how ATP is made. You will probably learn that in cell biology class. I need you to understand that at one point in your life, you knew how ATP was made and it was real complicated. Um, so, oh, okay. So is this kind of like your, your um, protection from bull crap? <laughs> kind of, yeah. So okay. it's, it's a, I think both cell biology or general chemistry, I'm not saying you have to take both. I'm not saying you need to take the really hard one. Like don't go for the honors course. Don't do that. Um, but it'll, we have such problems with critical thinking and massage therapy because we don't have time to learn it and we don't have enough information really to do it. Not in any meaningful kind of way, mm -hmm. um, because there's so many gaps that this will teach you how to critically think about something teeny tiny. And I'm more interested in you knowing that teeny tiny stuff is complicated and that that things go all the way down there and you have a pretty solid understanding of what's all the way down there, at least generally, mm -hmm. that you can then think about macro stuff in a very different way. Mm. So you don't have to like keep notes on your wall about like hydrogen cycles or the Krebs cycle or at that's not. The mitochondria is the powerhouse of the that, cell. The mitochondria <laughs> is the powerhouse of the cell. And if you want a great t-shirt, I have one. Um, Right. So, but knowing that mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell and knowing how it does that are two very, very different things. Right? Oh, I see. Okay. okay. So it's not permanent knowledge. It's broadening your perspective on what is, and like the depth of knowledge that human beings have about bodies. Cause it's yeah. vast. We also know nothing. It's pretty amazing that we do both at the same time. Yeah. Right. But, but knowing like, it's a really great way to know what you don't know and to realize like where your gaps really truly are. And I think so much of massage therapy education is geared towards telling you that you know everything you need to know. And that's just not true, but it's really hard to realize and to recognize in yourself. So what, what would be your um, kind of further response to folk who have heard what you said mm -hmm. and, and taken it in but I've also been like, well, but I have worked for however many, Caitlin's a new therapist, but speaking for, you know, people like myself or other people who have been working for 10 years and more um, in massage therapy. I've done this for blah, blah, blah years. And I have tracked blah, 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 ex excellent results. And I don't know crap about the cells. So why do I need to? It depends on what you want to be. Do you want to be a massage therapist or do you want to be a healthcare practitioner? Mm. Mm. Okay. Because if you're okay. going to talk to everybody else and that's, that's one of our really big problems, right? Is 
that imposter syndrome thing that you talked about and showing up in a class and being like, do I belong here? Well, part of the way that you belong here is having a whole picture instead of just part of one. And we're real good with pieces, but that whole picture is really hard. Yeah. Well, this is interesting to me because this also like brings up another conversation, which might be for another podcast um, or another several podcasts about um, education and access and barriers. (laughs) You knew it was coming. Come on. I did. I did. (laughs) And it's, it's, it's the next question. Like it is absolutely. Um, so how many people are kept out of education on purpose? Right. Right. Or if not even on purpose, just because it, well, I guess this, it's kind of on purpose, let's it's be on fair. purpose, but just yeah. because of, but systemically it's an issue. Let's just yes. say. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and in general, like if this is, if this is something that, that people are listening and they're hearing you and they're like, yeah, I want that that sounds really cool. And I, and I want that. And I want to know that And there's like a community college down the street and I'm on their website right now, but I'm making massage therapist money and my license is mm-hmm. due and this doesn't count towards renewal. Um, yeah. <laughs> Can I give? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The answer is yep. Yep. Um, and, and it's so unsatisfying. It, it, yes. it is, I would like to assure everyone listening that it is equally as unsatisfying for us to say as it is for you to hear. Uh, Rebecca and I talked before the podcast and agreed that we are both overeducated humans. Um, yeah. So yeah. I would like to say that my overeducatedness has cost me a lot of money um, and I will never make up for it because I'm a massage therapist just like you. Um, but that's a choice that I made. Um, and it's not necessarily your choice because you are not me. And that's a good thing. But um, yeah, I know I, I know exactly how much it costs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, we could have we could have the whole conversation about like budgeting and planning and, and Corey, what you alluded to. Sure. I'm very glad that you did. But I, I don't know that I actually want to have that conversation. <laughs> I mean, that's probably something you can look up. I don't know if we need to discuss it here. There's lots of, um, I use small plug. I use, um, you need a budget software for my budgeting. Um, and they're really helpful. Um, they have really helpful tutorials about money and saving and stuff and their mascots, a cute little elephant. So they're not scary at all. Um, they're very friendly. Uh, so as far as tools go, um, and with making the list as a plan for class-wise, just start with a list of what you want to know, and it might be a several pages, and that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then you can reorganize from there. Yeah. Um, but as far as the access stuff goes, so maybe you don't live down the street from a community college, right? Or maybe your community college is terrible and sad, and that's possible. Mm-hmm. Um, then what do you do? Well, the obvious answer is to check out the online stuff, like Coursera, um, which those classes you can take free. Um, you get a little certificate if you pay money generally, but often it's just free. Um, it's generally self-paced. That might be terrible for you, <laughs> cognitively speaking. Right. Um, doing things online and watching videos and being on your own, like that might not be how you learn either. Um, and I think for a lot of massage therapists, I think that's very true, which is why we like three-day weekend courses where we see people and touch other people and get to chat and, um, and experience humans that are not our clients. 
Um, and unfortunately, I don't have an answer for you for that one yet, which makes me terribly sad. But. <laughs> yeah, well, this is all, I think, bound up in the larger question, um, which is, I think, been something that we've talked about for multiple episodes, and I'm sure we will from many different perspectives for multiple more of um, elevating the profession in general and, and bringing forward the massage therapy profession in general to create real opportunities for real careers mm -hmm. um, that people can actually live, <laughs> live on. Um, Cause the access is also like, if you are, if you are a person who, for whom this needs to, this job needs to pay all of your bills and your children's bills and, you know, and you don't have help or um, a partner or uh, family money, you know, or something, mm -hmm. then maybe something like this sounds great, um, but it just doesn't fit, you know with your with your life um but we i, I want to say right here that uh, we're going to include links in the show notes to these resources um if you are interested to check out um like coursera and the the funny elephant budgeting software which is what it shall be known for now on <laughs> um yeah and and you it does also take time so if you're a person who for instance, has other humans that you care for at home, children or parents or whatever. Um, maybe time is your scarcity uh, that you're dealing with. Um, yeah, but I wanna um, kind of bring in here a couple of the, we also put this question to the Healwell community mm -hmm. and thank you Healwell community for um, being awesome. So um, a lot of what people said in the community, I think follows what, we, what we've already been saying. Um, but I wanna read part of an answer we got from community. You can cut that out too. Cut that out. Um, from this community member that what they said is really determine what speaks to your soul and take those classes. Um, it is better to focus your energy on one or two things that bring you great joy. It's okay not to learn everything. Um, and she also, uh, this person also says, don't worry about what other therapists around you are doing. Don't worry about being available for everyone all the time. Um, she, she goes on to say, which I think is similar to what you said, Corey, about planning four or five years ahead. Pick the life you want to live and reverse engineer your career to support that. Um, what do you think about that? Um, I think I wrote down that quote <laughs> in my notes. Um, yeah. I think that's the, that's the way to go with all of it. Um, massage therapy or other in life um, yeah. is figure out where you wanna be first or who you wanna work with or where you wanna work or like maybe you wanna go to Hawaii, you know? Yeah. Maybe that's your ideal life. Yeah. But that's a lot of steps. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, and I will also admit to choosing continuing education opportunities based on where I wanted to travel. Oh, nice. Um, because, you know, there's a, there's a tax write-off to that or can be, um, mm -hmm. 
make sure that you have a good accountant and you understand the tax laws in your state. Um, but if I've, especially in the past few years, if I've gotten to the point where what I want to learn are often things like what Corey was talking about that are not CEable, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but are interesting science. But I need the CEs, and I want to go to, I don't know, Hawaii. Maybe I'll take a whatever course is being offered in Hawaii because I want to travel, and I might meet some interesting people who can tell me about the place um, in a different way than the people at the hotel where I'm staying. Um, that. Also, and and I will recognize and say out loud that that is also an immense privilege to be able to do that, Um, even to the limited extent that I can sometimes do that. I will say I I have the opposite experience, which is um, trying to figure out what I can learn that's close enough to drive. Mm. Um, Like straight up, the reason I have a hundred and something 70 credits from Michigan State University is because I live in Lansing like <laughs> <laughs> because I'm here and so is it yeah um, and it's I didn't have to move I could just drive it like I didn't have to really commute even um it's you know a 10 minute drive it's not a big deal um the parking's horrendous but that's life so a lot of the CEs that I took were things like well what's the closest thing to here I can drive to Chicago that's okay and I have family there, so that's even better. Um, could save money on the hotel. So I also understand being limited by geography and what you can or want to learn. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's I, I would add to what um, to what this the commenter said about knowing yourself. Not only knowing yourself um, in terms of like topics and what's important to you. But also knowing, and you alluded to this as well, Corey, how you best learn. Mm-hmm. Um, because especially after the last two years, right, there's a lot more online Yes, that's available. Um, not just from us, although we have a ton. Um, but a lot of people have had to move to, to an online, either synchronous or asynchronous um, format. And it's, it's real important to know if that is a format that actually works for you. Um, Cause it's, I, I see this sometimes in our online database that there are folk who are signed up for multiple classes and I totally appreciate it and have been signed up for those multiple classes for over a year and haven't touched them. Um, for whatever reason, you do you, they are there for you when you're ready. Um, but also, I, I, I wonder sometimes if there are people who have spent money on classes that they're never going to look at because that's just not how they learn. They're not interested. Yeah, and it's not like, I think with education, speaking of education and privilege and keeping people out, um, there's often this sense of like, well, if you can't learn this way, you're defective. <laughs> like. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is not true. I'm here to say that's just not how that works at all. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, if anybody tells you that or gives you that vibe, then you tell them that we've been trying to study education for a hundred years. And we have no idea what we're doing. Right on. So, yeah. Um, it's people are just different. Your brain is just different. I'm so glad your brain is different. Um, that makes us all 
a very cool collection of humans. Um, but that means that some things are not going to work for you. Three-day seminars do not work for me. I freak out. Um, and then I will have a crash afterwards and it will be several days long. And um, so I don't like going to those things. I'll do it if I really need to, but I avoid them like the plague if ever possible. I would much rather take something online, but my brain works well online and not so well in a room full of people. So it goes both ways. Right. Right. And that, and for me, I've learned that it depends on what I'm trying to learn. Hmm. If it's, if it's anything at all that involves interacting with another human being, like if it's anything about like, for example, intake or hands-on skills or something, I need to be in person. I need to be able to practice that <laughs> and like in person and, and move around, like, like physically move around the concept of the new thing. Um, but if it's science-based, um, thinky stuff, <laughs> I, uh, I'm fine. I'm fine with self-paced. In fact, it might be better because you can pause and walk away. Exactly. Exactly. Or I can write down notes and I don't have to worry about who else is writing down notes in the room or where the teacher is, or can I hear, can I see what's going on? Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of that, can we talk about other ways to learn than classes? Absolutely. Let's talk about um, it. Since I absolutely espoused earlier that not everything needs a CE or a class, um, and there are other ways to learn, and maybe we should actually discuss some of those ways. Um, so I'm a huge fan of reading. I have an atrocious number of social justice books on my desk right now, um, some of which I have read and some of which just stare at me. <laughs> I'll get yeah. to them later. Um, I have noticed for me, especially this year, for some reason, I do much better when I listen to these books than I when I read them. Um, and I have been a, from a wee wee age, I had, I was that kid that went to the library and like took out 12 books, the maximum limit every time um, and read them all and returned them. So I've been a reader all of my life, but cognitively, reading these books just doesn't doesn't work out um but what does work out is getting them on audio from my library um and making dinner or doing my pt which my pt would probably shake a finger at um <laughs> and honestly playing video games that i've already played before um things that don't require much concentration but keep my hands busy and keep my mind like semi engaged i guess but with enough room to like listen and comprehend what's going on in my ears. Um, that's made a huge difference. And these books have made a huge difference certainly in my life and understanding of what is and isn't going on and what could be going on, which are my favorite kind of books. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's not, it's not just class. Like you can, and then like when I, you know, hear and, sometimes read these books, then um, that gives me other ideas of things that I don't know about that I really wish I did. Um, and then I can go find maybe that part of it, that next step part of it is class that I can yeah. find and yeah. reach for. Yeah, I, I'm so glad that, that you mentioned that because that's, I think it's really important to, to think of learning at, as a kind of 360 environment um, that hopefully you are always in or often in. Um, I mean, the disadvantage of that is, as we mentioned before, you don't 
necessarily, depending on what state you're in, get CEs for reading a book mm -hmm. um, or talking about a book or, you know, learning from it. Throwing a book uh, across the room because it made throwing, you mad or, yeah. Right, right. <laughs> um, falling asleep with a book on your face. Mm -hmm. um, I've done that. Um, but it is in terms of like you, you as a human being, um, being a fulfilled human being is huge. Um, but then we get into, again, the access, the time. Mm -hmm. Time, mainly, access. Um, here it is. So if you're thinking about like, like learning and other ways to, to learn and educate yourself and kind of grow towards whatever it is that you want to be growing towards, um, I am curious, Corey, what, what you would say about handling um, pressure and expectations from uh, either the place where you work, if you happen to work at a place that is not your own practice, um, your colleagues or other massage therapists, um, the general massage therapy community, uh, how does that play out? Pressure to learn specific things or? Yeah, or to learn certain types of things because it's, it's I see this happening or used to when I went on um, social media more mm -hmm. where people would would um, ask a question about a client or an issue that they were having in their practice and the answers would often be well I learned um, Hujawasi and you know and now I do Hujawasi with all my clients because Hujawasi always works and if you don't know Hujawasi you are not benefiting your clients go learn Hujawasi Okay, that's massage hustle. Mm, tell me more about that. About that. The so yes. So like I said, anytime someone tells you that you're going to make a million dollars, or it's the only way, or it's the best way of doing anything, and you must take the course because it's just so amazing and it was life changing for me. Like any of that, if you can hear any of that being read in my voice that I just gave you right now, um, that's massage hustle. That is marketing and marketing lies. <laughs> That's its job. Um, Hilo also has a very complicated relationship with marketing. Yes, we do. Um, so like, are people offering you education and information and just being like, this is what I have to offer you? Or are they offering you education and saying, this is going to change your life? Because life doesn't change with one class, I'm sorry. And if it did, you might've been a really terrible therapist in the first place. <laughs> like how far did you come in three days that it changed your life? Like that's rough. <laughs> so education takes time and effort and energy and unfortunately money and all of those things, there is no fast answer. So if you're gonna go learn hot stones, like that's probably three days and then you need to practice, right? Like, and you have a manual and the better you get at it, the less you need the manual and the more you can just sort of riff and get what you want to get out of it. Um, any hand-based skill that you learn, they're not all that different. Like, they're just not. They're all generally right. the same principle and it's how you apply the principle. So maybe Hujiwazi 
is a thing that works better for you because excuse me (laughs) excuse me tm hujawatsi tm um which is a conversation we could have uh so maybe that's a thing that worked well for you because uh, like i can't stand very much in massages i have to sit a lot so maybe hujawatsi tm is better for sitting right maybe it's a personal thing but the base of the technique is not going to be that much different from anything that you have already learned. It might be more specific. Um, it might be more general. It might be uh, a refresher of things that you have forgotten in the last five years. It might be <laughs> like, I'm not saying it's not useful, but it is not the end all be all of anything. And anytime someone does that, they are selling you something and they are probably going to try and sell you a lot more before it's over. So, yeah. Massage hustle. Yeah, which which leads me to a question or something that um, I know that we're not going to have an answer about because we don't have an answer about ever, ever anything. Um, kind of going back to um, what you were saying about critical thinking and the the vital vital importance oh. of it and and learning it. Um, I think one of the things that is sometimes not uh, encouraged in the way that it needs to be encouraged is critical thinking about the class that you are in right now mm-hmm. and the information that is being given to you in this class right now. Um, because it, it's, it, it's real easy to be, um, I, I, I want to use the, the right word here. It's real easy to be taken in by mm-hmm. personality and sometimes that's not such a bad thing you know sometimes it's the the engaging teacher with the good information can um it can give that information to you in a way that is much more useful than maybe the less engaging teacher um, or the teacher whose personality doesn't resonate with you as much right um absolutely engaging teachers make me very tired nervous sometimes yes Yes, um, that's a whole other conversation. But but critical thinking about the information that you are being given right now in class. Um, because I, I, what I have heard from many newer therapists and what I imagine might be some of the subtext around Caitlin's question, and Caitlin, please tell me if I'm wrong, is that one of the first things you realize when you come out of massage school is like, oh, right, um, some of this was garbage Mm -hmm. Um, even if much of it was really good some of it is either questionable or not as settled as you were taught that it is or just straight up garbage Um, and we've taught we've talked before on this podcast about massage school myths that we believed Um, like I had the the face touching thing that I am still embarrassed about Um, (laughs) um, but but I mean, really, even in continuing education, there are things that are, it's important to be um, discerning, I guess. Yeah. Um, and I wonder, Corey, if you have any, any thoughts about guidance about that for folks. Okay, so <laughs> I am Fox Mulder, I want to believe, mm. always. Mm. Um, I think there are two sides it's obviously not a spectrum, right? Nothing really is. Um, It's a circle with many options, but 
for this conversation's sake, that you can be a believer or you can be a skeptic, right? And both those things are not useful. So if you're a believer, you walk in ready to believe anything anybody tells you, um, ready to buy anything anybody tells you, unfortunately, it goes with that, um, ready to take all the classes, ready to espouse everything you learned to everybody else afterward, um, ready to tell all of your clients, and like you're ready for all of that. That is that is your go-to way to be in the class. And then you could also go in and be like, all oh, this is bunk, I already know what I'm talking about. Um, don't do either of those, <laughs> like, be somewhere in the middle. So I want to believe, but also when someone says something that seems really weird or unlikely or just not quite telling the whole story, there's a lot of not telling the whole story that goes on, then part of my brain, right, the little skeptic side will be like, hey, that's uh, that's kind of weird right there. Do you notice that weird thing right there? <laughs> Right. And then my believer side will be like, but it could be true. Like it could be. And then the reality of the situation is I probably have to think about it later when someone's not speaking at me anymore. So yeah, don't, don't be either of those. Um, that's not what education is for. Um, education is for you to be presented with new information that you can then incorporate into your old information. And that takes time and thought. Um, and then, you know, Two years later, you might read a research article and be like, wow, well, that is apparently not true at all. And then six months later, you might read another research article that's like, oh, that made that other research article totally not true at all. Like, so, And that's how science works. And that's how science works. Like, <laughs> and that's okay. Like, that's the other thing is that that's okay. Um, that you don't have all the answers all of the time and it's going to change and you know, you're going to be like, man, I can't believe I told that person that thing because it's not true. And now I know it's not true. And I know why it's not true. And like, it's really not true. Um, but that's how information flow goes. Like, that's how all information flow goes. You just have to do your best. So don't be sure that you're right. And don't be sure that you're wrong. Just, you know, try to synthesize what you know now, and then add stuff on top of it later. <laughs> get out your mix and pull and like stir a couple of times and see what comes out. Chocolate chip so, cookies, I hope. Is it chocolate chip cookies? Um, it might be brownies. I think I actually have everything for that, but. Okay, sorry. that'll do. Yeah. No, Rebecca will take it. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and that's that's kind of how education works too. Like if I, we have the, the continual example of people who come into our, our, for example, oncology massage class thinking that they're gonna go and work with people who are going through cancer treatment and oncology massage is going to be their life. And then they take the class and learn what it is. And they're like, yeah, no, not for me, not for me. That's okay. I will have the brownies instead. Right. So that's fine. That's yep. totally Actually, fine. it's probably really useful. Cause now you're not going to spend six years being like, man, I wish I'd taken that oncology class. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it's, I, I do tend to come from the school of like all learning is useful. All learning is useful. Um, yeah. Some of it really sucks. Yeah. And sorry about that in advance. But yeah. it's, it's it, it maybe not useful in the moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but it, it, yeah, I think if you, um, if you are keeping your mind both engaged and open enough, <laughs> then mm -hmm. 
all learning can be useful. Open enough. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Caitlin, I, uh, we have no answers. Sorry. <laughs> I gave you like 15 things to do, but no answers. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, people out there, we also have no answers, but hopefully have given you some inspiration, ideas, um, maybe made had helped you think of other questions that you'd like us to not answer. <laughs> on the We'd podcast. love to not answer your questions. We would love to not answer your questions. It's our favorite thing. Um, and, and Corey, I want to, I'll offer you the last word um, on this topic or the last word for this episode of the podcast on this topic. No learning is wasted. Have an open mind and have a skeptical mind, but there's so much information to know and it's so wonderful and it's waiting for you. Yes. Yes, it is. So go do the learning, ask all the questions, really keep it. So no learning is wasted. Ask all the questions, keep your open-minded skeptical mind. I want like a little angel and devil on the shoulder thing for that. (laughs) If we can, if anybody wants to graphic that up for us, um, Feel free to send it to us along with your questions to podcast at healwell.org. If you're in the community, post your question in the community. Um, If you're not in the community, why aren't you in the community? Yeah. Uh, Come and join us there at community.healwell.org, where it is currently the month of June, and we are talking about communication. And language. Uh, and language in the community and looking forward to July and July is going to be pretty fun, right? Corey, Mm -hmm. what are we talking about about in July? Yeah. So the topic for July is um, you, but only you if you're in the community because you have to participate. Um, So come join us in the community so you can participate. Uh, So the talks we're going to talk about um, heal well itself and the community itself and ways to interact with the community and um, ways to interact outside of the community. And there'll be a lot of questions about um, who the community is and who all you people are and what you like and what you don't like and where you go on long walks and all kinds of stuff. Yes, yes, it's, it's our getting to know you time. Mm-hmm. So, so we're really looking forward to that. We're excited about that. Um, speaking of learning and places where you can learn stuff that is useful not only to your pref- profession, but also your life, um, Heal Wells Symposium is coming up September 24th, and the topic is healthcare and intimacy. Um, last week's episode featured one of the speakers from the symposium, from the symposium, Nellie Galindo. That's a great episode. Um, please listen to it and check out the symposium. Come and join us um, to learn even more with even more interesting folk. Um, find out more at our website, feelwell.org. Interdisciplinary is produced by Healwell. Our theme music is by Harry Pickens. New episodes are available weekly through your favorite podcast outlet. Uh, and you can send us an email at podcast at healwell.org. That's podcast at healwell.org. Thanks for listening. <laughs>